on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I'm a little bit more on top of my game here today. Got to, got to be honest, I was a little run down yesterday. It was one of the few shows that, that I walked away from since I've been doing been, been doing the program. Actually, that I walked away from. I told Michelle, "Boy, I didn't I didn't have much of an anointing today. I think maybe I was really tired and worn out. I had a, I knew where I wanted to go, and I'm not sure we ever really got there. And and uh, so thank all of you for bearing with me. Mondays are tough, you know. I, uh, yesterday. I spent almost the whole day sitting in this multi-million dollar studio. I uh, did our, did our show, of course, and then when our show was over, then at uh, eleven o'clock, I had to do then uh, had to. I was honored to get to do my Brideon show, which, by the way, uh, I had tried to get um, Diego Rodriguez on, who is Baby Cyrus's grandpa, and I wasn't able to get him on. And so I was doing. I was doing the story about on on the TV. I was doing the story about what had taken place with Baby Cyrus. We went to break at the bottom of the hour. What do you suppose happens? My cell phone rings, and it's Diego. And so I was able to do the last 20, 22 minutes interviewing him just on my cell phone because we couldn't couldn't log him in. And I sent that to Jared this morning to post that video. If you get a chance, the last thirty minutes of a of the Brideon video, which is not up yet, okay, uh, will be posted. And boy, he's whoo! They they poked the wrong bear on that one. I'll tell you that. And then I was on. I was out getting doing some running around, picking up some stuff for the. Uh, well, you know about the water situation. John Cullison came by and fixed my water situation yesterday, so the water's not coming in anymore. That's a whole story. But I was out running around. The phone rings. It's John Diamond. Said, "Hey, Alan Keys, uh, one of our guests just canceled. Can you go on with that, Alan Keys?" I said, well, <laughs> "What time?" He said, uh, one o'clock. It's quarter after 12. I said, oh, my God. I'm all talked out today. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what I thought. No. And I'm telling you, I had the most fascinating hour with Dr. Alan Keyes. We're going to post both of those. So yesterday, I spent literally three hours sitting here talking, and uh, uh, I, was, I was kind of drained. Got a good night's sleep last night. A lot of lot of stuff going on. Yes, Craig, I didn't call you about the uh, the septic or not septic, but the weather with sump pump. There is no sump pump. It's gravity fed. Whatever. John walked me all through that. Studio's drying up. I don't have to build a boat. I don't need an ark. Everything's working out. So, uh, pray, praise the Lord on, on that. And I was just um, uh, I, I I was just thinking about that this morning as as we're getting ready to really cut loose here and roll. I was thinking about the the uh, multiplicity, big word I learned, eighth grade, I think it was, multiplicity of ideas and thoughts, beliefs, that just is, is in, in, in this group of people. And, uh, you know, sometimes things get contentious. And I would hope that the scripture teaches us that foolish and unlearned questions do avoid, for they do engender strifes. And I don't ever, ever, ever want this platform, this this program, ever to become something where people are banned or people are silenced. See, I gripe and moan about Facebook doing that to me and YouTube doing it to me, and then I, I want to turn around and do the exact same thing. And the truth of the matter is the reality of it is we don't all always agree. But you know what? We always all, you know what the problem is? We all think we're always right. And pride tends to get in our in, in the way, right? It, it does. And the Bible tells us that pride cometh before a fall. And if you think this job that I have here is easy, or Chad, who's become the ringmaster. Chad, what's the name you're giving yourself there on, on the after show? 
Chad came up with a name yesterday, trying to be the so show enforcement. The show enforcement. He used to be law enforcement. Chad said he's going to become show enforcement. Uh, I, I like the free flowing of a friend. I just do. And let's do this, huh? Let's not. Let's not take it personally. So take it personally. Oh, wait a minute. Take it personally if it needs to. You know, sometimes the old coach coming out of me now. Sometimes I said things to people I wanted them to take personally. They were wrong. They were out of line. Take it personally. So when you find yourself that you're being offended or whatever, check yourself. Check your heart. What is it? The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Who can know it? And what was it? John Bevere wrote the book, The Bait of Satan. And how quickly those of us who are supposed to be on the same team end in, ending up in little spats and arguments over, over non-essential, foolish, and unlearned questions. We got to give each other, got to give each other slack. And let's all be coachable, right? Let's all be coachable. Chad's wanted, uh, I, Chad's used a great illustration. Chad, I'm going to let you come in here and tell him about the pizza and the delivery man, because I think this is, this is where all of us, including me, all of us need to work. Go ahead, Chad. Tell that. Tell, tell us. Give them that analogy, Chad. All right. So if you have the, the world's greatest pizza and people wait weeks and weeks to be able to, you know, because the orders are so stacked up. Okay. And then finally you get your chance your weekend and they, the, the guy comes out and delivers your pizza. But he's got this big four-by-four truck. And then when he drops off the pizza, he drives to your yard and does all these donuts out there, crushes all your plants and everything you got going, and then he drives off and leaves. Well, see, the product is excellent, but the delivery is terrible. And so we have to think about how are we presenting what it is that we, what, what we're trying to get to because – That'll, that'll turn a, uh, a good customer away, wouldn't it? That's right. You won't order another pizza. The guy tears up his, your yard and your living room as he delivers it, which is the point Chad's making. <laughs> I'm one to talk, right? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty crude in my delivery. I, I get it. But uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know how we got. I, hey, let's give each other some slack. What, what are we talking about here, Coach? Oh, how about Tony Spell today? In fact, somebody's going to pray for uh, Tony Spell. Steve Deck, <clears throat> excuse me, Ohio Brett. Dale Sosha, remember we were still with Tony Spell in, down in New Orleans, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, a long time ago, whenever it was. Tony Spell's back in court today, although he's back in court for uh, some of the charges were dropped. Some of the things that John, the governor was bringing against him have been dropped. But Tony is back in, in, in uh, court today. And let's, let's think about that. Let's reflect a second on where we were a year ago whenever we went down and stood with Pastor Tony. He was simply trying to hold church. And the debate being, what? by the way, one of the things that Alan Keyes and I discussed yesterday was this very issue of government overreach, what it is that we're supposed to do during government overreach. And was Pastor Tony Spell wrong to tell the government to go pound sand? And, of course, the answer to that is no, he wasn't wrong to tell him to go pound sand. And now, now we're still seeing almost uh, you know, months later the consequences of him having stood. Pastor Arthur uh, Pulaski, still in jail, I think. Still in jail. I could be wrong. In Canada, for standing up against the, the, uh, the forces of government, call it whatever you want to. And Dr. Keyes and I got in discussion. Oh, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll double back. Thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll double back on it. Anyway, uh, we need someone out there volunteer right now who's going to pray for Tony Sponet situation. He's going to do that. I got it, coach. Go for it, brother. Go for it. Father God, we come for you, Lord. Lord, we just, we ask that the, uh, Lord, our, we ask that there be victory in your precious name, Lord, that, uh, that uh, this court case for Tony Spell against the governor will be victorious for Tony, Lord, your, 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 your leader, Lord God. We ask that the, the, the governments fall under, the, under you, Lord God, 
the, the king, the lawgiver law and judge of all, Lord God, and our Supreme Court should be following the Constitution that there's no two-tiered systems of justice and righteousness shall prevail in this court decision in your favor of your, of your, of your anointed. Father God, we just ask that the scales will be ripped off the, the, the eyes of the justices and, and, and victory will, pre- will prevail in the precious name, your precious name, Jesus. And we declare this, decree and declare that victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Steve. And thanks for Thank going you. down there and standing in the gap for us. And, you know, I felt a little bit uh, guilty is not the right word. I, I didn't know how to pull this thing together because I was in, I was in Dallas. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, what I thought was going to happen? i be honest with you. I really thought at the last moment that there's going to be some type of settlement. Something was going to happen. There wasn't going to be a trial. So I didn't really get too involved with uh, really planning all that. So uh, thank you, Steve, for being there. Brett and Dale, of course, and hey, Dale coach. for cooking uh, sewer sewer uh, shrimp for those guys last night and uh, all that. Come on in. Come on in, Dale. Yeah, yeah, brother. Well, you know, God God has who he needs here at the time. Of course, we would love to have you and the guys here. But today, that same weather that was hitting Chad uh, yesterday, the tornadoes, yes. that's coming through here. So, brother, to stand out in front of that courthouse today just would not have worked. But I called the courts. We're actually in it, and I'm honored to to see these guys. I've sat in a few Supreme Courts. This is a Supreme Court of Louisiana. We're going into the courtroom, and we're sitting. Oh, that's awesome. In. Yeah, so, you know, there's no way it would be able to hold everybody in there. So, you know, it just the way things work out, Steve and Ohio Brett, this will be their first time. I got about 12 other people coming and we're actually sitting in there. And guess what? The governor's sitting in there. Guess, guess who we're going to surround sitting with. We're going to sit, we're going to surround the governor and pray right there in the spirit around him while that court session's going on. Dale, that's good. That is, <laughs> that is so awesome, man. You can, you guys can be uh be a prayer force working there. So again, appreciate all you guys down there. Uh, represent doing all that. Uh, we'll, we'll pray for a, a good outcome. Hey, uh, real quickly, hey, hey, uh, Craig, are you in here? What's going on with the Maryland Salt and Light Brigade? You got another another event going on this weekend, brother? I think you do. I don't even know if you're in here. If you're always in here. Well, Myra, while we're waiting to see if Craig's in here, he's probably maybe at work. Why don't you go uh, pray for us? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I want you to, too, make an announcement. Uh I sent out an email to all the newcomers there that we met at the, the deal. So just ask people to remind folks, please, to, or if you will, check your spam folder, check those other ones if you're a new, newcomer to the show or something like that. So check your your uh, junk box or whatever. There may be some communication in there. Thank you. Chad, by the way, I watched the video that you did uh, where you filled in there on Friday. I needed you, you represent yourself pretty well, though, brother. So. Good job there. Myra, come on in and say a prayer for us here this morning. Yes. Good morning, mm-hmm. Coach. Good morning, Harold. Right, time out. Time out a second, Myra. By the way, if somebody else would like to pray during the morning, let me know. Say, Coach, I'd like, I'd like to say a prayer. Say, how come you're letting Myra do it? Because she's volunteering to do it. If you would like to pray, just send me an email. Coach, I'd love to pray some morning. Go ahead, Myra. All right. Luke 12, 2, King James Bible. For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither Amen. hid. What's that mean? There's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and nothing hidden that will not be un- Oh, boy. Go, go, Myra. Yes, neither hid that shall not be known. Holy Spirit, you're welcome at Coach Dave Heidel. John 11, 8, 10, King James Bible. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goeth thou. Peter again, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he strumbeth, but because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he strumbeth, because there is no light in him. We read in Samuel fifteen twenty three King James Bible, For rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. The stubbornness is a iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He have also re- rejected thee from being king. Pray your role, 
are released anointing that breaks the break of sin. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let me amen. jump in here. Good, good job. Great job. Uh, good, good job. Pull up, if you will. Uh, I want to talk a little bit again today about truth. Because one of the things that's, that I dived into yesterday with, with Dr. Alan Keyes is the idea of first truth. Now, some of you folks, we pick up uh, new listeners every day. So, so bear with me if, you, if, you, if you've heard this, okay? A first truth is uh, it's really, really hard to shake. Because a first truth is uh, something like believing there's a Santa Claus. When you're a little child, they teach you there's a Santa Claus. It's a first truth to you. And then when you find out when you're five or six years old and somebody tells you there's not a Santa Claus, it's hard for you to shake that first truth that you lose. That you, 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 you learn to trust your parents. Then when you find out that you can't trust your parents, that's, 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 that's a first truth. When, you, when they tell you to, that you can trust the government, that's a first truth. It's hard to shake. We, just, we see it in the garden with Adam and Eve, right? Did God really say? And I, I, um, I, I thought it was uh, kind of poignant that Dr. Keyes and I, when we got, got uh, talking yesterday, one of the things we brought up is how often it is that we do not realize that the enemy is after truth in every aspect of your life. It says, uh, uh, which, which one do I want you to pull up here? That Satan is the, not only a liar, he's the father of lies. Pull up uh, number nine, the spirit of truth. I want, I want to talk about couple different things here. The spirit of truth, and we are told to earnestly contend for the faith, right? Now, with the other day, we were talking about a spirit. God has not given us a spirit of, uh, of uh, fear. So there is a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So what would a sound mind be? When Jesus said that we were to take captive every thought, or Paul said it, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, if we're supposed to take captive every thought, and if we're supposed to have a clear mind, and if the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal but mighty through God through the tearing down of strongholds, what are strongholds and how are strongholds built up in us, right? So Dr. Keyes and I, in the discussion we had yesterday, Spencer, I told you the wrong thing. Pull up for me, if you will. Uh, number, I want the, where is it? I want the Declaration of Independence. Where is that thing? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, number seven. Number seven. First truth. I want, I want to show you something that, that the Holy Spirit showed me yesterday. The Declaration of Independence. It says, uh, uh, the unanimous Declaration of 13 United States of America. By, law, by the way, this isn't a, pr- a, a prologue. This isn't a an opening paragraph that doesn't have anything to do with it. This was the opening paragraph of the Declaration, okay? The unanim- this is the unanimous Declaration of the 13 states, United States of America. Wow, do you see this something, folks? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. United States isn't capitalized. Why is the United States not capitalized? Because now we have the United States of America capitalized. Why? That would be a corporation, wouldn't it? Anyway, United Unanimous Declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and assume among the powers of the earth, assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Okay, here we go. Number one statement. We hold these truths. Not opinions. Right? Not ideas. We hold these truths to be obvious. And what are those obvious truths that they are declaring? Number one, that all men are created equal. I want you to think with me here. Look how the enemy is attacking these first truths. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. We've made that term mean something that it doesn't mean. That they are endowed by their creator. And Dr. Keyes told me an endowment is an honor, something that's given to you 
as, as a birthright, like you re- receive an endowment from your parents. When, you, when their parents die, you're endowed. You receive an inheritance. So this is an endowment that is given to you by your creator, not by the government, with certain unalienable rights, rights that cannot be taken away, right? That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, now, so the first truth here is these, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. How's the attack on the First Amendment, on the Declaration? How's that coming? Well, the very beginning, these truths aren't truths. So what are you talking about, Coach? You're kind of going around in a circle. I am kind of going around in a circle. Because I was thinking this morning about Rachel Levin. Levine. Does anybody know who Rachel Levine is? She's Richard Levine, who used to be a man who's now a woman. It's a woman of the year, Coach. Woman of the Year at Time Magazine, along with uh, wh- whatever, whatever. And then this, this Leah Thomas, Leah Thomas, who's the swimmer at University of Pennsylvania, where, where, the male swimmer swimming against women and winning, and everybody with common sense looks at that and knows that is a man. Everyone knows that's a man. Boom. How do we get to the point in America which such obvious truth is ignored? I want you to think about this. And then I want you to pull up, if you could, for me, Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to tie these two together. Get you in a second, Silver. Which one is it? I put that down in there somewhere. Genesis. Uh, there it is. Not number 8. I'm sorry. And I want you to watch the attack on first truths here in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. First truth. Comparing it to the Declaration, hold these truths to be self-evident. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Truths, both of them truths. And both of them the number one truth that's under attack in America. How is it in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth? Before you even get to the earth, it was void without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. God said, let there be light. Before any of that, we are smacked right dab in the face with a first truth in the beginning, God. And then we allow our children to go into a school where that very thing right there is under attack. And because God created, they have to eliminate God, create this falsehood called evolution, teach it to our children. And those of us who carry the name of Christ continue to, folks, this is critical, continue to fund lies being taught in our name with our money. And because they'll say to us, well, coach, it's evolution is just a theory. Creationism is just a Theory, but the elimination of God in the beginning, God taints the whole thing. And those of us who uh, are really card-carrying members of Christian America are complicit in the promotion of these lies. What do you think? Do you think the average parent knows that when their child goes to school, fifth grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, does the average parent know that the child is, I don't want to say introduced, that the truth that they've been taught in their home is being undermined in the school? Do the parents know that? No. And if they know that, do they think it doesn't matter? Do they think that the fact that the truth Remember, friends, it is only the truth that will make you free. If we teach, if we permit lies to be taught to our children, we expect them to remain free. And we have to begin to make that connection. So Satan was known as what? A liar and the father of lies. And when we hear the first lie that's told, was it a lie? In the garden, what was it? What was the first lie? Did God really say, you're not going to 
die? And if we don't get understand, begin to understand in America in particular, the importance of not allowing lies or untruths to pass to our children without being countered, we are not going to be free. How do we know that? Because it's only truth that sets us free or makes us free. And it's everywhere we look in the culture and society. And I had to laugh last week when we did the show on, on lies and that 10-minute segment, which is posted at our website, by the way. Of all you guys yelling out the lies, it was funny. Lies, 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 lies. And, folks, lying doesn't matter to us. Now, Spencer, if you could real quickly, and I'll get you in here, Silver, get you in here, Jack. Pull up, uh, oh, my goodness. Why does this thing look so disorganized to me today? Number nine. Pull up number nine again, if you would, Spencer. Spirit of truth. Five verses about the spirit of truth that are in the scriptures. Number one. But when he... The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you unto all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Spirit of truth, speaking truth. This isn't King James. You know guys know how I feel about that. John 14, 17. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. We are fighting in this natural realm in which we're in against lies, my friends. We're fighting against lies. And we've gotten to the point in America, we just brush them off. It doesn't matter to us. It's his opinion, right? Everything becomes an opinion. And what opinion carries the day? The one that gets voted in. That's the opinion that carries the day. Masks work. Masks don't work. Social distance, don't social distance. Take a jab, don't take a jab. Everywhere we look, there is, there are issues that are in debate because there is no truth. John 15, 16, when the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth. Folks, truth is critical in the everyday occupation of our lives. It's critical that we be purveyors of truth. Number John first, uh, first John four six. We are from God. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. For he is not from God. For he who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Friends, the spirit of error is carrying the day in America because we will not exalt the spirit of truth. We remain silent when a clear falsehood has been taught to our children, spoken by politicians. John, 1 John 5, verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. Hmm. Did you know this? The devil's most potent weapon is deception. He's a liar. In fact, the scripture says that he is the father of lies. The Bible says there is no truth in him. So if the adversary is on an assault against God's people, isn't it amazing that the thing he chooses to use is deception, lies? And if he, if lying is his number one weapon, why do we so casually deal with it? Rather than disarming him with truth, every time he speaks a lie, Counter it with truth, because lies bring bondage. Truth brings liberty. We watch Time Magazine call Richard Levine Woman of the Year. And every person with any sense of rational thought knows that is not a woman. Yet if you stand up and you speak against it, what happens to you? Why? They assault you 
Why? Because they can only win with untruths. They can only advance their agenda by lying. Friends, it's the only way they can advance their agenda is through lies. Boom. So it's that much more critical that we understand that is the weapon of their warfare. That is it. That is their atomic bomb. Lies. We can't let let them brush off lies simply as opinions. Look, I'm I'm not trying to beat this on the head, over the head, but it is important that those of us who are purveyors of the truth, indwelling Holy Spirit inside of us, not be silent in the face of lies, because it is the lie. Look what happened at that lie told in the garden and where that led. Amen. And think about your own little children that you may not even understand, a lie being told to them and taught to them in school where that might lead them. They were born, they learned at their very young age that there was a Santa Claus, that uh, Jesus loved them, that God created everything. And then they go to school. And for the next 12 years, every one of those truths is destroyed. And then our children become 16 and 17 and 18 years old and go off to college. And all of a sudden, they don't believe anything we've taught them anymore when we sat around and permitted falsehoods to be told to us. By the way, government is the worst. A lying government is the worst. Amen. And we laugh about it. We say, oh, they're just politicians. All politicians lie. What? What? What kind of, how many of you folks would be watching this show today if I was a known liar? We value truth tellers, but we ourselves are not defenders and purveyors of truth. That's why you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Okay, so I want to show that yet. No, I don't want to show that yet. I'm going to pause. I'm going to bring silver in. I'm going to get some feedback. Then I'll throw another piece of meat out. Go, Joe. Hi, y'all. Okay. Back at the beginning of this. United was not capitalized right? because we were not a nation. Okay. Okay. And then we talked about the the, uh, endowment of God in our rights. Okay. We talked about that and we said uh, those are from God. And then we talked about I mean, people don't recognize that this is from God, this nation. Unalienable, Joe. Unalienable. Cannot be taken away. Can't be given away. Can't be taken away. And then we talked about uh, the gay swimmers and all that kind of stuff. Okay. This is evidence of non-action, okay, in compliance of God's law. We don't care. We don't care, Joe. It don't affect us. Amen. So, so Joe, so, so the Rachel Levines of the world and the Bruce Jenners of the world, do you think the average American, the really, truly clear-thinking average American, looks at Bruce Jenner and thinks Bruce Jenner is a woman? No. 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 What the hell do we play along in the charade? See, that's the problem, friends. That's no. the problem. We play along in the charade. We also play along and saying, "Ah, he's going to hell." Uh, that's not <laughs> action, okay. And then the final thing I want to uh, we talking about uh, was the temptation of uh, Satan in the garden, okay. And she said, "We will surely die." God said that, okay. God didn't lie. Adam died when he was nine hundred and thirty-eight or something. And in Scripture, in Second Peter, I think it taught, yeah, three eight, it says that a day is as a thousand years. So if you look at a day as a thousand years, he died at nine hundred and thirty eight. Okay, he died that day. God did not lie. 
No, God, no, God, God didn't lie. I, I, did I insinuate? I didn't mean to. Yeah. So, so Joe, let, let's let, hang on, uh, folks. Look, here's where I'm going. Right, here's where I'm going. I'm trying to, get, I don't need to go here because you guys get it. But the whole COVID thing's been a lie, right? Every bit of it's been a lie, and we just went along with it, and went along with it, and went along with it. And they tighten down more, and we go along with it. And they tighten down more, and we go along with it. They tighten down more, and we close our church. And they tighten down, and it's all based on a lie, right? And we don't understand that that is the weaponry of the evil one. That is what they use because the truth sets you free. Lies bring bondage. And we don't hate lies. Roger, come on in. Well, Dave, I I, uh, go to a city council meeting or I... I say, listen, what you're doing is not truth. It is a lie. Well, where, where do you, well, why do you say that? Well, I believe in God's word as being truth. Well, I don't. So I disagree with you being, saying that's truth. How do you, where do you go from there? Because much of our truth is based on God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, COVID, you know, maybe in God's word, maybe not. But, but my point is, where do you go after that? You distinguish where truth comes to you from. Comes well, to first, me from word. Well, what you've just done, Roger, is you've exposed the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You've exposed the gap that's between the two of you. You don't agree on truth. You and that board member, whatever. And that's critical for us to understand that if that board member doesn't believe in truth, why are we allowing him to remain? On the school board. Well, but so this, part of what... But our truth, our truth flows, for the most part, from God's word. He our truth is, our truth is the truth, though, Roger. But he doesn't believe that. He disagrees. Yeah, he but, gets to someplace else. So what's the next step? Is it just revealing God's word as truth and that's it? And, and that may be okay. <clears> that may be all we can do is testify to God's word, be obedient to his word, and lay that out on the table and move on. Well, uh, we earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints, but I would say I would say this, and I've, it's happened in several different school districts. We saw, we saw how they turned over, right? We, if, we, if we know that we have a man in position of authority that violates the precepts of Almighty God, we are the fools if we allow him to remain in office. We are the fools, folks. And we are the fools if we don't point that out to everybody else, that this man here is not a believer in truth. He is not a believer in the truth. But, Roger, I get you. They'll say, well, we don't agree with your truth. Well, do you believe that it's the truth, Roger? If you, be- if you are a Christian and you believe the word of God is true, then everything else is a lie and must be called that. It's not a popularity contest. It's not about getting them to agree. It's about us to exposing to the world, that guy's a liar. Right? But see, we're so, we've been so taught in our churches, who are you to judge? That now it sounds judgmental. Oh, Roger, you're judging him, Roger. There's freedom of religion. Folks, that is the war. That is the war. That you've got to shut up because there's freedom of religion. That is is the war. Paul, uh, uh, one of them said, Jude, earnestly contend for the faith. It didn't mean defend for, pretend, contend for Baptist and Methodist and Lutheran. and No, no, no. To earnestly contend for the faith is to contend for the spirit of truth everywhere we go. Hey, friends, we have a federal government that is is spending more money than will ever be created in the world, and we all don't gripe about it. We let them continue to print up paper money, send it to the Ukraine, put it in other people's pockets, and then we just continue to fall in line. And why are we in the mess we are in? Because we have not earnestly contended for the faith. We have allowed lies to carry the day. Rochelle, come on in. Hey, good morning, team. I want to share some some quotes, but uh, first, I would just like to branch off on what you're you're talking about here with 
I mean, all the heathen ask, right? What, you know, what is truth? What is truth? And um, I, I can admit that as a, when I would call myself a Christian, but um, deep down, I really did not believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm. I, I did not believe that. I did not know what that required us to do. I didn't understand any of that. So, um, but I, I said, I believed in God. So sure. You know, everybody, yeah, I believe in, he rose from the dead, yep. but in my heart, God, I really right? did Which not. God? Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, talking about truth, this, here's some quotes I want to share with you. Um, this is from William Casey, a uh, CIA director. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Next one's from Harry Truman. I would never have agreed to the formulation of the Central Intelligence Agency back in 47 if I had known it would become the American Gestapo. Uh, the next one, William Kobe, uh, former CIA director. The CIA owns everyone of any significance in the major media. And just anybody needs a Republican, here's George H.W. Bush. If the American people knew what we have done, they would string us up from the lamppost. That's right. Okay. There you go. Right. And they know that we're not going to contend for the truth. We're not going to get, we're not going to demand that truth be taught to our children. Oh, I wish I could find it. Uh, and, and I think of something else. I'm sorry. That came out of nowhere. I should utter that. <laughs> wish I could find it. Reggie, come in then, Jeff. So when God, what were God's first, what was it? First, the very first, God spoke truth, right? He said, let there be light. Okay. That's right. The first introductory of Lucifer to man was a lie. That was his first truth. So those two oppose each other. So right. when the children of God come into um, a crowd of people and they speak truth, they, the, uh, it has power because of God's first truth, because of the light, okay? So that's why I say speak truth, speak truth. Because if you notice, those who, like you, Coach, and I know others that speak <clears throat> truth, like you say, it sounds like hate. So immediately mm-hmm. all of the fury of hell will come after that person to discredit them so that the truth Amen. And the one symbol is this that they use. Because the one symbol, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because they lie and they will not speak truth and nobody is to speak truth. They're taught that. And they take that truth, that first truth out of you, that indelible marking of God out of your soul. They destroy it from within of those their their families because <clears throat> so, Red, they will speak truth. So I was listening to that when I was at Hear the Watchman, uh, Jamie Walden on Saturday night. Uh, man, oh, man. What a, what, a, what a presentation Jamie Walden made, talking about basically that we're in a war, right? We're in a war. And when he got done, I turned to my wife and said, you know what? If every pulpit in America preached what Jamie Walden just preached, America would turn around in five months. Because why? It was all truth. But here's the truth. They won't let Jamie Walden in a pulpit. <laughs> they ain't going to let him in the pulpit, right? Because why? The pastors prophesy lies, and the people love it that way. We don't understand, folks, that telling the truth is the embodiment of Jesus Christ. To permit a lie to stand is to deny Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? Do we understand? It's not just an opinion. You can't just say, if you're a Christian, you just can't say, well, he's a non-believer. You cannot let the non-believer's public proclamation of a lie go unchallenged. That's what it means to contend for the truth. That's why they hate you, Jeff Klein. That's why they hate you, because you come in there and you read and say, the Bible says this, and they're all secularists, and they don't want to hear it, so you got three minutes, then shut the hell up. We have to continue to contend for the truth. And folks, can I tell you, for the most part, churches have taught us to do what Reggie did. You made Christianity look bad. You're argumentative. You with me, folks? This is so critical. This is so critical. Everything they've done to us 
has been based on a lie. Everything they're doing to us now has been based on a lie. You do know, don't you, that we that the American government had bioweapons in Ukraine. You know that. Tell me you know that now. Come on. Come on. Tell me you know that. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All based on lies. Wow. Jeff now, then Kevin, then Randy. Jeff now, Kevin, Randy. Go. Yeah, truth. But the thing is, you have to go on the offensive. Really do. It's just when you're out there and expressing yourself and giving the word of God out there, you feel the person, you experience persecution. When I walk my dog, Lucy, downtown, I get thumbs up, praise. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Jeff, now y'all will go home dancing. You ought to go home happy dancing every day because you are a blessed man according to the word of God if you believe it. You are blessed when they revile you and persecute you for his sake. That's what the word says. Absolutely, but you got to be motivated and you got to be really truthful and really grounded in the word of God to really define because... You got to know it's a war, dude. We got to know it's a war. Hey, friends, I'm not arguing with Jeff. Hey, friends... You don't be grounded in the word to know Bruce Jenner's a man. You don't have to be grounded in the word. You don't have to be grounded in the word to know stealing is wrong. You don't have to be grounded in the word. That's for the deeper study of the word. You don't have to be grounded in the word to know you shouldn't be having sex with little children. Be grounded in the word. To contend for the faith at the point of the lie. Kevin, come on in. Well, the dialogue between you and Roger made me think of, you know, the seminal question that uh, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus when he asked, well, what is truth? And that is the world's view that there are no absolute truths. And the problem is if you have no absolute truths, all you're left with is relativism. That's right. you know what I mean? What's true for you isn't true for me, you know? That's right. Uh, just try, but you know what? Just try, anybody who says that, go up and walk up and grab their laptop and try walking out the door when they go, hey, what are you doing? You steal my laptop. Well, no, that's your opinion. I mean, you know, it's stealing for you, but it's not stealing for me. See, they do rely on absolute truths. They just deny them. No, that's called situational ethics. Amen. Sometimes it's okay to lie, to get what you want. Situational ethics. Randy. Yeah, Coach, Jesus said, Father, sanctify them in the in the truth in truth. Your word is truth. So he connected his word with truth, Coach. That's so I just laid this down, Coach. When I'm t- dealing with lies, I just bring them to a point and just say, Do you believe Jesus came in the flesh? If they don't, you just say, well, you don't you don't understand truth. You'll never be able to understand truth. Because, Coach, that's what the John did. John was the one that taught us all this on the spirit of truth in First John, Second John, Third John, and the Gospel of John. It's because John was dealing with the Gnostics in that day. This is what we're dealing with today, Coach, where we're dealing with a bunch of Gnostics, have a lot of knowledge but no truth. That's what they were. That's what we're dealing with. So if we can't show them where truth even came from, then you just, just look at them and say, you're under judgment. Have a good day. And walk away. Then, so, Randy. Yes, Coach. That's the whole so, point. Have so, to. Tony Spell. Tony Spell is an, an, on trial today. The truth's on trial again, as it always is. Right? It's not Tony Spell. It's truth. Does the government have the right to shut down the church? The, the truth is on the witness stand. And back in in nineteen whatever it was when they legalized, if you can even see it, say that legalized homosexual marriage, the American church should have been in an upheaval revolt. Well, we didn't, see? We didn't. And then they tell us in 1973 that a woman could kill a baby. That wasn't true. Did we go on revolt against it? Did the church rise up and tell the people, don't pay taxes anymore. We're not going to pay taxes if they're going to continue to do it. Folks, that's earnestly contending for the faith, and they do it over and over and over because the church believes a lie that they're, not, that they're supposed to obey unrighteous government. Lie and truth is so critically important. Jeff Klein, come on in. Yeah, 
and Craig. Coach, here's a good example of what you're talking about this morning. That school board in Fredericktown. When we first went up there months six months ago, we just went because I didn't even speak at any of the Fredericktown ones. The only thing I did is the first one up there, they had 150 people in there. And I walked out in the middle of the crowd and prayed over the whole group two minutes before they started the meeting. And all the people, and I said, and all God's people said, and they all yelled, amen, and they started clapping. It started something, and that night, four of our guys, four Christian men picked them chairs up and walked up front and sat down when they threatened to arrest. So what happened at the end? And the churches don't get this. Churches ought to look at this example. Them 150 people, one meeting, 120 another meeting, they ended up with three new board members and a new superintendent. Unbelievable. And they're, so, and they're gone. All right, but see, our churches are teaching. The churches are teaching that's not Christian. That's not the Christian thing to do, right? That, that's right. what it is. Folks, Two Two, a month ago, some Christians called me rude. Oh, you're so rude. And then the other night, the that apostate pastor told me I was a devil. That's where they're at. Well, he would know one. <laughs> Takes one to know one. That's what I would have said to him, right? So, uh, Craig, by the way, Craig. Greg, a little bit about what you're doing this weekend. I started the show with it, and you weren't in here yet. What's going on? Go ahead. Make your point, and then go ahead. Okay. First point is, A, we're at the seven-year mark. Um, 2015 is when that decision happened, and look how far we've gone in seven years, and that is a judgment point. Two, I've kind of gotten to the lane of using absurdity to expose absurdity. So let's just say we're talking to somebody about this, and we say, okay, so Mr. Levine, okay, if you can change your if you can change your gender, can you change your species? Uh, and this would be my example. So, Mr. Levine, right, Washington D.C., he goes to visit the National Zoo and he keeps jumping in with all the gorilla cages because he feels like he's a gorilla. Okay, now would we take him and get like some mental health for him, or would we encourage him because he feels like a gorilla today to jump in there and put himself in harm's way? That's an undefensible position for the other it person is. to say. Great okay? point, Craig. Good point. So, um, and, uh, you know, what's going on is we're, uh, you know, uh, right now, since we just started, we're trying to have monthly uh, little kind of meetings to kind of say, hey, where are we at, what we're doing. So we're having one of these. Um, we've got a, a church uh, coach, one of the pastors actually came, awesome. and uh, they're, they're going to let us uh, use their facility. So um, yeah. we're going to be meeting this Saturday. And uh, as far as a trucker update, uh, last thing I got from Rusty is they're going to be in Hagerstown another week, which will be put them almost a month coach that they'll be wow. in Hagerstown. Oh, not much and, need um, on that. Wow. Good Doc, for them. Yeah. Dr. Robert Malone is supposed to come and speak at the Hagerstown Speedway in the afternoon. So if anybody well, that's, there, anyone, that's, make, that's enough to make me drive out there. Except Mike Blake's having a, an event here as well. I should have said that. Oh, I'll, I'll get to it. Let, uh, thanks, Craig. Hey, Craig, you're earning, you're earning more of a varsity letter every day. Hey folks, listen, don't, don't miss what I'm saying. See our, 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 um, our confrontation of truth needs to begin with Christians. With Christians. It's Christians that are believing their life. I just said my, my sweetheart wife said Mike Blake's things this weekend. Do you understand that, folks? See, we are losing the fight because the church is not contending for the faith. Amen. not contending for it. We don't understand that the job of the devil is to destroy all truth. That's his job. And we don't contend for it. We don't think it's, we don't think it's kind. We don't think it's loving. So we allow lies to rule the day. Come on in, Dr. Paul. Ah, it's very apropos. I spent the day yesterday catastrophizing over something that happened. Um, in terms of these courts that are corrupted and you're, the only one that's going to tell the truth by swearing on the Bible. I mean, that's an issue. Yeah, if there, it's a bed of lies. How do you get past all that? If you're the only one telling the truth, you know, that's a philosophical yeah. question. That's right in my, uh, but, well, it's a great philosophical question because we, Paul, look, we have to look where we are and understand that we have, we have to go about a reformation. We have to go, we, we have to, folks, we have to overthrow the Luciferians. They have seized the government. We have to overthrow them. We have to, friends, we have to overthrow the Luciferians who are in control. That's what contending, contending for the truth is all about. 
And why would anybody anywhere, including me, ought to be in jail rather than to permit them continue to teach homosexuality as normal to the children in our community? The Bible says it'd be better for me if I put a millstone around my neck. And they threw me into the deepest part of the ocean to allow them to continue to lie to children. That's pretty weighty, isn't it? If you think about that, that that the Lord said that, you let them lie to kids. You're telling me you're letting them lie to kids? If I sit before the Jesus on that judgment day, is that what he's going to do? He's going to look over at me and say, Coach Dave, you let them lie to kids? Tell me you're kidding. That's heavy stuff. Randy. Coach, those are never going to contend if they think they're going to get out of here, they're, they're on their way out. It, 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 why polish the brass on a sinking ship, Coach? Yes. It's their, they all, that's their mentality. And until you get out of that stupidity, they're never going to contend for the faith. I'm telling you, Coach. That's right. Well, so, Randy, they're going to contend for the faith when they see their, their uh, neighbors start to be martyred. Maybe then they will, but although probably not. Rochelle, then Myra. Go ahead, Rochelle. Dale, I'm sorry. Dale. Dale. I meant to say Dale. Go, Dale. Right now or Myra? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so so I, I I just want to piggyback off with what the doc said, maybe encourage him. Just remember, go back and read Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They stood up against the government. They refused to lie. They refused to bow down. And when the king said that he was going to throw them in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weighed that thing out. And they said, listen, king, know this, that our God is able to deliver from the fire. But if he don't, understand this. We're not going to lie. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to crouch to this thing. And that's the thing. Our reward will come in this afterlife. But if the Lord desires to deliver you, he will. If he chooses not to, that's okay. We'll we'll be consumed in the fire. But we know this. We're not going to back up. We're not going to stop contending for the faith. Proverbs 24.11, if I may real quick, Coach, says this. It says, it says to, to rescue those that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain. But if we say, behold, we knew it not, does not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth the soul, does he not know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? And so, brother, we can't, the church can't put its head in the sand and say, we didn't know these things. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Dale, not just the church. Individuals. Absolutely. Individuals. We are the church, right? It goes we are the church. church. And here's the thing about their truth versus our truth. Brother, our truth don't change. He says, I am the Lord thy God. I do not change. Their truth, man, they change from one sex to another, from one weather pattern to another, from one reasons why the economy is this way to another. Brother, their their truth, right, always changes. Because they have no truth. They have no truth or they wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be able to change. Revelation 21.8. Pull it up real quick there, Spencer. Revelation 21.8. Come on in, Myra, then Silver. Okay, yes. Uh, in regard to overreach and truth, we're reading Romans 13.1. Let every soul be subject into the higher powers, for there's no power but God. The powers that we are ordained of God. Thank you. The powers are ordained of God if they're speaking the truth. They are not ordained of God if they're speaking lies. But the fearful and the unbelieving, contending for the faith, the fearful and the unbelieving are ahead of the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars, which have their part in the lake with burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The fearful and the unbelieving refusing to contend for the faith. Silver, go then, Craig. Real quick. Do not pay taxes. They can print the deficit. <laughs> hey man, they tell me, oh, they, they listen. What are they doing with your tax dollars? They, they spend the money they don't even have. Wake up, Craig. Well, just a comment. You know, Jesus came to save the remnant. I guess the majority is always going to make us mad. I guess you know what do they? They can't hear it. You know. Well, listen, Craig. I I don't care if there's more of them or not. Majority doesn't make truth. I agree. We're, we're, we're called to contend for it, dudes. We're, no matter what, and it must make it must be scary. 
But the Lord says, if you're fearful and you're unbelieving, you're denying me. The abominable and the murders and the whoremongers, they're all devil servers anyway. They're all, he said, those aren't the ones that piss me off the most. The ones that piss me off the most are the fearful and the unbelieving. Those are the ones that I'm really burnt about. That's Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Earnestly contend for the faith, folks. Everywhere we see it, we have to stand up, speak up. We'll make them mad. That's our job. See you tomorrow.